What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday pre-market prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you on this uh, yo-yo morning. We, uh, markets are back and forth here. Don't quite, can't quite decide which direction they want to go. One day it's up, one day it's down, one day it's next day it's both. Uh, we'll talk about that. We're talking about some earnings this morning. We had uh, Dix was disappointing. Stitch Fix was disappointing after the close yesterday. We, I want to hit on GameStop briefly because it almost got to 240 this morning. Uh, our guest is Nick Shaheen. He is the author of Create Income with Option Spreads and SellSpreads.com. He will join us at 835 as he does every other Tuesday. want to remind you all to smash that like button on YouTube. Thank you very much. I will throw it to Joel now. And Joel will update us on how we are doing this morning in the pre-market trading session. Joel. Uh, we closed big bounce overnight. Uh, pre-market low, seven bucks above the close, 26 and a quarter. That looks safe for now. Pre-market high, 65.50. That's shy of the high from Monday. Our Monday's high came in at 78.75. Looking for perhaps an inside day-to-day, folks. We haven't had one of those in a while. Uh, crude up 45 cents at 65 and a half. Gold back above 1700, up 2580 at 1703.80. Silver up nearly 60 cents at 2588. Bitcoin, big boys liking Bitcoin. Bitcoin's up $2,060 here. These are their futures at 54200 Uh, We're going to bring in Triple D. Triple D, it's going to be a minor tangent Tuesday. Very minor. 
Probably for me. I am massively distracted here today. I contemplated not doing the show, so I'm going to try okay. my best here. I had over 100 positions overnight on, and I am short a lot of tech stocks, and that is not good news. I'm sure I'm also long a lot of tech stocks, but because you know how I'd like to trade market neutral, I was trying to do sector hedging, but I didn't do very well apparently because some of the tech stocks I'm short are way up. So, anyways, it's uh, going to be an interesting day for me, one of those days. So does that mean you don't want to hear my quick tangent? Yeah, you can go on all your tangents because that gives me a chance to trade. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> uh, uh, Spencer mentioned, uh, you know, and I mentioned the yo-yo market. And uh, on the pre-pre-market show, you were busy digging yourself out of your hole. Uh, we talked about yo-yos. Remember yo-yos, Spencer? Oh, yeah. Did yeah? And remember all the tricks that you used to be able to do with them? Walk the dog around the world, cradle. This was, all, this was all the toys they had back in the 1900s, Joel, <laughs> or the early 1900s when you were a young young chap. <laughs> yeah, around the world. You just had to be careful you didn't bop somebody in the head when uh, you did the uh, the around the world. But okay, that's it. My tangent is over here. So it's it, the yo-yo market. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. We sell them all day yesterday. We buy them overnight. What do we do? We buy the dips and sell the rips. It so, is. It is. You're buying stocks yesterday. You're buying those tech stocks and ripping up five, six, seven percent. I think you. If it's just trading, I think you booked the gains. I mean, I did put. I put two stocks in my long-term portfolio yesterday. Oh. I put Marvel Technologies, which I've wanted for a while. I talked about it at the forty level. It got there. It kissed it. It's bounced a buck here this morning. I'm going to hold on to that. I also bought First Solar. I bought First Solar yesterday. It's been really beat up. I wanted to add a little bit more solar exposure it's one of the bigger names it's um you know there's other sexier names out there but this one's the beta is a little bit less which is more kind of up my you know i don't like these wild 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 ones in there so let's pull back significantly so i had a little first so a little marvel those were my two ads there yesterday uh you're like do you do you put out um a sheet like after the close with the changes in your holdings <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't uh I don't release. So yeah, these are my two buys and these were my sells. <laughs> and everybody could wait for the triple D buys and sells here. What did triple D buy today? What did he sell today? Well, I bought and sold a lot of stocks. <laughs> I was in and out. <laughs> Kathy's doing a lot of day trading too, though, like her short term trading because you, you love so? see Yeah, some of those stocks. She was selling ice yesterday. She was buying that like a couple weeks ago. So they're moving in and out, and you know what? It's the it's the theme is that she's selling, and she was even talking about this. She's selling higher market capitalization companies and buying small cap. You can really see it in her holdings. She's buying just a lot of small cap names. Um, it's a little bit scary in that way. Is that you know we talked about the potential of a liquidity issue there if you know the it really got ugly. I mean, the liquidity on some of those smaller names she's buying is very low. You know, like she keeps buying this BFLY. That's a thin stock. And if she really, if, if it really got ugly, this, this is scenario analysis. We're not saying this is going to happen because I set up a scenario analysis and everybody will say, oh, Dennis said, Kathy, you know, it's going to have liquidity. I'm just saying there's a scenario here where if it really got ugly and she started to get massive redemptions and she had to actually start selling some of these small cap names to meet those redemptions, she would be really hammering her own stocks to try to get out because that BFLY that she keeps buying, that thing's thin, man. That thing's trades 20, 30 cents spread sometimes. Like, look at you know how wild it's been. It was 20, 
$8.93 a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. Fell under 15. Now it's back up to 16.90. I mean, I, I don't totally, you know, I guess she's in it for the next five years and she just, you know, doesn't, you know, care. But again, when you've got, you know, flow coming in and flow coming out, she's yeah. benefited from so much flow coming in. If people start getting That's concerned that, you know, well, I'm not doing as well as I was doing with Kathy last year and start, you know, saying, okay, I want to sell that and I want to, you know, I'm going to move on to something else. That's a scary thought if she actually started to get some outflows here. So if market bounces back, she's going to do great. She'll beat the market. The market tech continues to sell off. And the tech stocks continue to get ugly and they continue to punish high PE names and buy low PE names. She got some problems like not, you know, but she, she's her fund is going to definitely underperform. If, 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 you know, we continue to have the tech route that we did. But today is a great day for Kathy. So we should give her some love. She bought some stocks yesterday. I'm sure she's up in them um, this morning. We're seeing overall tech very strong here. Um, and a lot of the small tech names are leading the way. So Kathy's having a good morning. Okay. All right. And I'm, I'm looking at the big boys here, too. And they dragged us down yesterday. And they're all bouncing back today. Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, Facebook, and Tesla. I just want to alert our traders slash investors, uh, whatever you are. Huge level in Tesla. Uh, boom, boom. You had a monthly low in December around the 540 area. I'm looking right here. Ahead, right? 539 and change. You got the 540 and change. Huge. Yes. Huh. And, uh, you know, and this was, uh, you know, this was the start of uh, the run up in November when uh, uh, the, S, you know, came off the split well the split was in august that was ridiculous and then the s&p ad and then everyone this was like okay it's out of the s&p it's toast no it goes another 200 dollars. so this is a big area here if this holds this could be uh just a really nice spot for uh for potential longs or a short area but i keep an eye on 540 in T-S-L-A. Mike's saying Tesla's upgraded today. Is that the case? I did not. I didn't even, I'll be honest, on these days. Yeah, been looking at great. Yep. There's so, so here's, here's a, you know, a tip for you. On these days where everything is going on, analyst action kind of goes to the back burner. You won't see traders focus on as much. When there's, you know, SPY is up 10 points or down 10 points, not much is happening. It's like, okay, well, what's the analyst doing? You know, where's the action? The action is everywhere. So you're going to see, you know, a lot of ratings and you'll be like, why is that, you know, not responding? You know, like we even saw a big note from City on like Lowe's and Home Depot and they put them all up buys. But if you look at Home Depot, it's only up, it's up half of what the market is because it's all about the rotation right now. It's not about the analyst action there. So I never even looked. So it's just just a small firm, New Street Research, upgrading it to buy. Again, again, but even, even if it was a Goldman Sachs, to your point, they're not going to... They're not worried not, about ratings today. The market doesn't care about that right now no. In, no. In, in this stock. Maybe it will in the future. But Not on a day like this when you have this kind of action there. So. I would say not only a day like this, Dennis, though. It's just like, you know, Spencer and I started doing the At the Close show. I mean, it's really since been the pandemic, right? Uh, that, I mean, yeah. we, we used to cover ratings a lot oh. more. I mean, I put them in the dock now, but... You know, if unless we run out of things, we we really, I mean, it's just there's just too much macro going on. There's too much with the with the bond yields. Too much. I mean, it. Uh, a lot of too much yeah. with GME. Oh yeah. There's a segue for you. I mean, I brought, I brought it over there. I did it. How high did GameStop get this one? Two thirty-eight. 
Holy cow, man. 238, I think. We've Let's liked see. this. We've liked the technicals We like it. Here. I haven't owned it, but I like it. I liked the technicals for the last three days. It looked like it was ready to break out, and it is. Again, I can't wrap my head around, you know, paying this kind of valuation for this company. So I don't even, you know, I've traded a couple times, but I'm not putting it in a swing trade even because I don't know. They do an offer and they do anything. But, I mean, the technicals were set up well. So, congratulations to those who went long yesterday. I know I had a couple people reach out to me saying that they bought it. Great job. Stock went up significantly yesterday and continuing to tack on the gains. Our GME indicator would say that this market might eventually roll over if GME holds on to these gains. Again, I still think there's something there. I mean, the TLT is leading the market more than anything now. And I haven't been looking as much at the GME indicator. But it's basically the, the market is a joke indicator. So, you know, you can't trust price. That's what GME tells you, that price is fake. And it is. Price is real. You can sell it here today. But price is not equal any valuation whatsoever. Price can is completely disconnected from fundamentals of GameStop. And the market probably questions whether it's disconnected and everything else as well, which I believe it is. So that's why, you know, stocks can really go anywhere. It's all about story. We talk about that all the time. If a hot story goes, valuation doesn't mean anything. Valuation has started to mean stuff in certain, but even the Kathy stocks can say, oh, yeah, it's coming down because of valuation. Well, we didn't care about valuation for the last year on the Kathy stocks. We all of a sudden start caring about it now. It's not so much that the valuation's you know, coming out of the Kathy stocks. It's that the story's gone a little cold. You know, the hot Kathy story's gone a little bit cold for now. So does it get hot again? I mean, she's got the, you know, she's got such a following, very well could. So, you know, it's just a very crowded trade. Everybody's piled into these Kathy names, and it's very, very crowded. So, you know, that's why I continue to say these Kathy pops and these Kathy stocks have been a sell. We had that SEER one um, that we talked about, and I tweeted out Friday night. It had closed to 43. Somebody just so excited that Kathy had bought it, bought it up to $51. Well, in one day, because they chased Kathy, and, you know, Kathy's not telling you to chase her. She was buying it less than that, but... You know, you're, you're paying up 20% for a stock that got, you know, hit hard. That's why I was, like, warning people on Twitter that you guys are doing this wrong. I literally said, if you're buying up a Kathy stock that got pounded and you're paying 20% up in the after hours for, for it, you're doing it wrong. And that person punished severely because $51 it was trading at. It opened at, like, 47 straight down from the open. What's the symbol on that, Dan? S-E-E-R. Okay. Simon Edward Edward Roger. And... Gave it all back. Closed right on the low tick. It's bouncing here a little bit this morning. I don't know. Maybe she bought some more. It's bouncing a little bit here. There's a lot of bag holders in here. Could have bounced to 45, 46, 47. It could. But jumping in and paying up five, six, seven bucks. Nobody's doing that to, to, to last night. But the night before, it's like you're giving up all the edge. And you're probably on the wrong side of the trade. Like not even about giving up edge. You pay up a buck or two. It's like, okay, well, maybe it could go up a buck or two. It wasn't going to go up 6 or $7 the next day. It's very unlikely. So, you know, there's just an opportunity there. If you're along these things and you see a huge Kathy pop after hours in your name, sometimes it's not a bad idea to ring the register. And in some cases, I do short some of those pops if, you know, it just gets overdone. So there's you know been an opportunity been to fade some of these pops. I mean, she's traded some of these newer issues, too. I mean, I'm looking at not all of them, but 
man, like this stock's only been around uh what what this is the fourth month of trading. It seems like whenever I bring these up, it's like limited history. So she really she must be drilling down on her homework and you know, finding out about these new stocks, these new issues. But oh, she uh, has such a team, Joel. I mean, she knows about all the new issues. Her team, you know, there's the growth team. team I don't yes. challenge their research. I don't challenge she's, she's very smart. I just challenge the reason I don't invest in ARC. Um, you know, I trade all the stocks. The reason I won't buy ARKK is I just challenge that you cannot buy growth at any cost. I'll tell you a story. So when I first started at Bright Trading 1999, I was coming out of college. I didn't have any money. And, you know, I, I'm, and obviously, you know, I, I was day trading, you know, just started at Bright Trading. Um, the, by the second year or by the first end of the first year, I made some money. So I took some money. And I bought some mutual funds with that money. Back then, I remember we were buying mutual funds. And I bought, this was 19, end of 1999. I bought a couple of tech growth funds. So, you know, like, oh, like, like literally set up funds that were very similarly structured to Kathy. Um, and I bought, you know, I put a bunch of money. I think I put, like, I don't know how much money. I think I put, like, $5,000 into the one tech fund. It was a high-growth tech fund. In the first three months of 2000, that fund went from 5000 to, like, 6500 you know, I was like, wow, you know, this is, you know, I'm a genius. I'm an investing genius. No, to go buy this high growth stuff. And then the tech bubble burst, the March 2000 tech bubble burst. And that, and that $5,000 I put in that tech fund that had went to 6500 by March 2000, one and a half years later, you know how much it was worth? That's $6,500 in, in a diversified growth tech fund. How much? 300 bucks. It lost 95% of its value. 95%. Why did it lose that? Because it was buying stocks at unreasonable prices. It bought a whole pile of tech stocks paying 60, 80, 100 times earnings. And the tech bubble burst and valuation all of a sudden mattered again. So I learned the hard way. And from that lesson, which was nice because I lost on a very little bit of money, but you know I didn't have much money back then. Um, I learned that Okay, I'm taking more of the Warren Buffett approach that I like growth. I want to buy companies that are growing, but I got to do it at a reasonable price. So I think Kathy is an eye for growth. She's done fantastic. I just challenge that you can just pay any price for something. Because if you start paying 50, 60 times sales like in Zoom, and I'm on the record saying I think Zoom is eventually under 100 bucks. I've been saying that probably since it was like 300 and it went to 500. Now it's back to 300, so I've been wrong. But I just can't see how, you know, and in some cases, you're going to strike gold, you know, like in Amazon. You can say, well, Amazon was back there in 2000. It was trading at high valuation. Well, that company, Bezos, turned it around. But not all of these companies are going to do that. So there's going to be a few, Kathy Holdings, that are going to go up significantly from where they currently are. But you just got to watch what you're paying. And I just challenge her valuation on a lot of stuff. And that's why I don't invest with Kathy. Not saying it's going to happen. Maybe this is different. Maybe she's going to pick every Amazon company. Maybe she's just that good, and she's going to pet share. She's going to get all the Amazons of the year 2020, and it's going to continue to go higher. But if you're just buying random growth tech stocks, regardless of valuation, eventually it comes back to bite you in the ass. Uh, I got a good story too here. This is uh, I have my charts up. I have the Goldman Sachs Internet Tollkeeper Fund. And uh, in March, you know, March of 2000, I'm like, well, hey, man, I just got to own this stuff, right? You know? <laughs> and, uh, well, I don't even know if it has the prices in here. So I put more than $5,000 into this, uh, a lot more. 
And uh, what was um, that? What was that? The Goldman Sachs Internet Tollkeeper Fund. G I T A X. So, so wow. the toll the toll keepers of the internet. So maybe like 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 switches switches. Like I don't Switch even Go? know. It was internet. <laughs> it just sounded cool back then. It sounds cool. I don't know what it does. <laughs> it was definitely a cool story. Yeah. We liked story back in 1999 as well. Story wasn't story's not a new thing. Story was cool in 1999. Yeah. Just well, valuation became cooler three years later. So I bought I bought here. Okay. Right where yep. my cursor is. <laughs> and then I like, I looked at it and I puked about half of it somewhere. I, I can't remember. I took a huge haircut. And uh, I said, you know what? I'm just going to hold on to the rest and see what happens, you know? And I don't know. I mean, I think, I, I don't know if I still have any of it or not, but I bought it at 22, saw it go to four, and then it just hit an all-time high at 30. But that's my... That's my foray into uh, tech funds. That was a that was a long time ago. The Goldman Sachs definitely an nice. underperformer. I definitely nice. top tick that investment. Uh, we have some. Stuff. We all have bad investments. We all get. Some of course we do. And you know why? That's why you stay diversified. I'm going to say if you're all growth tech, you're being punished severely. And if you are all growth tech in your portfolio, and you're being punished severely today. Well, you know what? You were making a lot of money, though, all the way up. So you're right. probably still sitting on a lot of gains. So yeah. maybe it's time to reevaluate in today's rally and say, if I really was down, if you were down 7 8%, you know, the other day or even yesterday because all your growth tech names, you got way too much growth tech. So if you looked at my portfolio, I have a little bit of growth tech. I got a lot of mega cap tech. And I got, you know, some value names. Like some of my value names, like I have NUE. I mean, that was killing it yesterday. So I've got the whole Kramer barbell approach where I've just got a little bit of everything. I got some preferred stocks, you know, I got a little bit of everything. So, you know, overall I'm probably just could probably just buy spy and it'd be similar to what I have in my longer term portfolio. But it's more fun this way. It's yeah, more fun it's this more, way. You, you get you get to whine about it more when you have Yeah, you get to whine about style. it more. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, but when and you I, have like the S P, you know, the funds or the there's one that pays a little bit higher dividend and stuff, then you just say, Okay, S P's up, I'm okay, good. I'll point, you know, that but that's the way everyone has a different style of doing it. Uh, we we got some earnings here, and uh, they're not all so good for the retailers. Uh, you won't know. Well, and it, it's not it's not just brick and mortar. It's 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 um, e-commerce as well. You want let's start with Stitch SFIX because this was out yesterday, and it was not a good report. Um, the, the 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 EPS beat what fine. Uh, the sales missed, and then they lowered their their sales guidance. Uh, two main reasons. Uh, one, uh, shipping delays, and two, a lower customer spend. So customers are spending less on their platform. This stock is a poster child for you know what we were squeezing the shorts. I mean, everything went into this. One you know, ten from January. It was the squeezing of the shorts. It was a higher tech growth thing. The valuation was silly. We're in from sixty to one hundred and ten. I think you forget about all that. Um, you know, this was just a ridiculous run in itself. And now it's given back the entire ridiculous run. So now it's time to reevaluate. Maybe I look at this one again, um, you know, at $50, $53, because you do have some support in here, 54 56 from technical basis. You'd think this is a logical area for it to bounce. But again, they're so crowded. You know, people loading up in this thing saying, yeah, this is the big name. Again, you just got to be careful with what you're investing in. You got to have some regard for valuation. So this is giving it all back. 
I think I got. I don't. I, I got to sit down and crunch the numbers on this and see if there's any value here. But you know, at a certain point in time, there is some. But man, it was such a ridiculous run. I still think this thing's probably, if I had crunched the numbers, way overvalued. Interesting chart here. It's so sleepy, right? I mean, you, you had to spike low to fifty oh five, and look at that, fifty bucks. Look at that. When it gapped up, I, I don't know if it was off the last report or something. That was the area. So it's it's tempting there. Oh, but, man, you got the big gap in this area. I don't, I just say someone is saying, I want out. I, I'm short or I'm covering along or I'm covering some puts. I mean, look how quiet it is here at 52. And it well, just, it's been crushed, and now you have all the people who are along it, they don't know what to do. They're now what they went from, you know, oh, yeah, maybe Stitch Fix is going to beat and bail me out because I've had some big losers. Now they're way down again. When trend breaks on growth names, you gotta get the hell out, run, run, run. When trend <laughs> breaks on growth names again, the page 16 or whatever, I call it the gap. This is my own thing, my own analysis, and I've talked about it before. Got the growth names going up, 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 up. All the Momo guys are in there. They love the momentum. They love, you know, that it's going straight up. Trend breaks. Momo guys say, I'm out. Value guys are way down here. They're like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense of that price. I'm not coming in. Momo names guys say, well, I don't want to own it either because it's, the trend is broken. Like the JC Peretz are out. You know, JC Peretz, fantastic trader because he trades the momentum and he gets the hell out before when they start to break. J- Jeremy Newsom, same thing. He'll ride the momentum. Momentum starts breaking. He cuts his loss and moves on. There's that huge gap. It's called bag holder. And often you see what happens is if the momentum doesn't come back over the course of a long time, it can eventually fill that gap. And eventually there is some value down here. We saw this with all the tech bubble bursts and everything. So that's what I call the, the gap between the Momo traders and the value traders. And there's an air pocket and a huge air pocket in so many growth names because of that. And that's why they come in so quickly. The crowded trade starts come up. There is no value buyers because they're way down here and saying, like Warren Buffett is saying, you're nuts for paying that. And you were, but you know what? You weren't because you had the momentum going for you. So it was a great trade at the time. Just these long-term investments can get you. So that's Could the you repeat that, Dennis? Could you repeat that? The momentum trade, the, the value traders, momentum traders. I followed it. I actually did. I, I, I've said this on the show before. <laughs> it's my own thing. I call it like the value momo gap. You know, where when momentum breaks, there's no buy. Who's the type of buyer that's buying, you know, a, 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 something that's trading like 60 times sales? Who's buying after it breaks trend? Who's the buyer? The value guy isn't coming in there and saying, oh, yeah, you have a few people that are like, oh, I think it's cheap and eventually going back. But, you know, the smart traders that are following trend, trend breaks, they get out. It's what you got to do. If you're in these Momo names, by all means, a trend's your friend. When that trend breaks, it's time to hit the exit button because when they come off, they come off hard. Tesla's the same thing. It's kind of broke trend here now. I know. So you look at it here. It's it's still almost there, though. You can almost still argue. You could almost still argue that trend is still there. So uh, on Tesla. So I would say if it goes and breaches up 539 low from, from just from a few days ago, then you got trouble here, too. That's just technicals, though. Tesla's still got a story, but the story's ice cold. What do you so, think, though? Like, so when I look at a chart like this, and I and I maybe when Raz comes on on Friday, I, I look at this and I just and, and I may be wrong, but I just don't see it going back to nine hundred. I, I just what, I, what's going to carry it there? If, I if have no the idea. Story gets hot, but you know, again, if you think. 
Tesla's a, a technology company, but I think that's more growth investors just justifying a crazy valuation. That's my thoughts. That's my opinion. Well, the argument so it's been crazy for a long time. Is, it could continue to be crazy. So it might get hot again. Is, it could go it, back. It could. The argument is, is that Tesla. You own is, it, Joel. I know. I You're don't talking want talking against to. your point. Wait, 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 let him finish. Let him finish. Go. The this is the way Tesla goes back to 900. Okay. That no one drives any cars but Tesla's. Okay. Mm-hmm. The people aren't driving. And then there's all these like uh, driverless vehicles that are Tesla vehicles going and picking Spencer up at his apartment. Driving them downtown, dropping them off, and then he programs it to come and get them to take them home, and it's just all Teslas on the road. I mean, that's, and I don't, and I don't think that's happening. I mean, that's that's what Ron Barron was, you know, explaining about it. So I know there's a future. There's some, car industry is changing. I've been saying this for a while. I think there's going to be less cars on the road. So if there's going to be less cars, there has to be more Teslas. And I think right now, isn't there market share? Isn't it kind of waning right now? And instead of increasing, all these competitors well, have to go down. Their market share is super high. It can only go down. Their market share is so high. It's going to go down. Is there, there's more choice out there. I mean, their market share on EV was something like, what was it? Over, it was over 40%, wasn't it? Of the overall market. It was huge yeah. at one time. So it's going to go down. But again, if you're looking at it and they're going to go into other things and they're going to do other yes. things, I mean... You know, then that's a, you know that's the justification for the price. You know, obviously Kathy Wood's been a lot smarter than me on this, so um, you know I haven't participated. Besides, from a trading perspective, I have not invested in Tesla um, in a long time since I wrote puts back when the stock was like <laughs> I don't even, I lose track with a five one split when it was like three hundred, and I bought the stock and I wrote some the one hundred puts, which would be equivalent to twenty bucks. You know, that was the last time I put Tesla in the long-term portfolio. And then it went up a bit and I sold it. Sold it way too soon. I always sell too soon. So The the, the Tesla chart interests me because, remember, like for five years, the stock basically did nothing, right? Like it it, it was a growth story, but the stock was a yo-yo. It, it was, I think pre-split it was between like two and 400 yeah. for like five yeah. years or two and 500. Long time, yeah. For like five years, it would go to two and then up to mm. five and then down to two and then or 450 and then down to two up to 400 down to 250 you know and so it feels like it just like it 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 made up for those five years of that of yo-yo in in like a year and a half right it just made up for it right uh and then when you so when you adjust for the split it was basically or when you account for the split is basically just between 30 and 60 for like five years um so i i just find the chart so interesting because it, it it made up for five years of, do, of doing nothing and it, in, in in within the span of one year it's almost like it, it just played catch yeah. up it just played catch up. So hot. and so many stocks just ripped. I mean, this isn't just Tesla. And Tesla was the poster child for it all, but so many stories like that. Th- that's the thing. It's hard to to look at every single growth stock ripping higher and not want to partake. That's why that's why I I found myself like I, I've got four, like 30, 40% of my portfolio is is growth tech. I own a bunch of like growth tech ETFs, and I'm looking around now like, all right, now what? Because I just I just had a lot of fun for the last year, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not so fun now, though. So, you know, 
happened. And maybe it gets fun again. Like, we don't know. Are we in 19... We saw some vicious corrections in 1997. And remember yeah. the Asian currency crisis? And they were hammering all the... Ta- like, you, obviously, you were in diapers still, Spencer. Yeah, I, think I, 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 I do not remember that, as a matter of fact. But the Asian <laughs> currency crisis was 97 or 98. They okay. hammered some you know, growth tech back then. And it all came back and kept going higher. So we don't know. Like, are we in 1998? Or are we in now April or May of 2000 and the tech bubble has officially burst? We don't know. So, you know, this could be a great opportunity for a lot of these names. But the ones I'm buying, the stocks that I've bought, I'm buying coming in and, you know, like I bought Marvel Tech. Look what I bought. Marvel Technologies. You know, here's a company. I believe they're going to benefit from 5G. The valuation is reasonable. It's not super cheap, but it's reasonable. Um, I think that goes. I think for solar, I don't think the solar story is going away. You know, I was saying tan too. Tan would be a good way to play it. It got right near the year lows. I should have bought some more tan yesterday too, maybe. But I picked on one specific stock because it's more fun. Tan's growth. Tan's been getting washed. Tan's growth. What's that? Tan's a growth. That's a growth ETF. That's why I probably stayed away from it. I feel like for solar, it's a more conservative name. So it's my style. I mean, I've been burned. So if you haven't been burned, you're going to not be so risk adverse. I work really hard for my money. I don't like to see it all go up in smoke. I don't like to be down 30% a month. Yeah. I'm just, that's not right. my portfolio. So, unless the market, you know, unless we get into May or into March of 2000 or to, to 2020 and we got a pandemic. And even in that, you know, like I, obviously I was raising cash goes concerned, but I don't like my portfolio going down 30% a month. That's what ARC just did. I mean, so that's why I couldn't stomach that, you know. But if you can stomach it, it might, you know, we might eventually be back up there. We just don't. If we're 1998, you're going to see this arc eventually trade higher. If we're in, though, April of 2000 and we're just started the, 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 the great tech bubble burst, if we've just started that, that's scary. So we don't know. Nobody knows anything. Yeah, and Sean in, the ch- in, in chat asked, um, you know, if today is going to be a turnaround Tuesday. I, I I wish we, I wish we knew. I mean, Joel Joel can look at the overnight session and tell you what what that is forecasting. But but I have a feeling it's going to be an inside day. I, I don't know why. I mean, because it was such a wild day yesterday. It's the day before the rollover. Uh, or you know, Wednesday's the last. The volume really starts to switch over. So I don't know. Just I don't know. We we are low twenty six and a quarter. The low, I go with the Globex low. I don't mess around. Or the interday low, I note on my sheet. But that was 96 and a quarter. And then the high was 78.75. And we got to 65 and a half. So I think if you're trading like the 38.40 to 38.60 area, it's just going to be, you know, vacuum. But we'll see. Just to be clear, what does inside day mean? Does that mean we we all we're we're all afraid to trade, so we stay inside? Is that what that means? Is that what that means? <laughs> Don't explain inside. We, we, yeah. we, we stay in our bedrooms. We stay inside. Explain uh, inside day. Dude, inside day is where you don't see the previous day's low, so okay. you have a higher low, and you yeah. have a lower high. You stay within the range here. Let me pull. I don't know if we yeah, have the ideas. What's best? Yeah, what's some of the best setups is like two inside days in a row, like an inside day. You go with the break. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's where, and like Friday was a wild day, Monday was a wild day, so I'm just thinking the market's just kind of like, you know, going to get ready for the, you know, the NCAA tournaments at the end of the week, the rollover, you know, there's other things to uh, to focus on, but that's what we'll I mean- see. SPY is a good call on that because SPY is held up so well. I mean, the val- the rotation is oh. just held 
so much. Again, I'm going to say, if you're hiding out in ExxonMobil and you're hiding out in Chevron, you think Chevron's making new all-time highs. I completely disagree with that. This is an unbelievable opportunity to get out of some of those oil names. These oil names are not the future. EV is still the future. You're in these, you know, this dirty oil names. And yes, they're just, I know that people are going to say, yeah, but they're moving into EV and they're moving into, you know, and Suncor has got wind turbines and, you know, and all that. But still, the, the, the bulk of their money comes from a, uh, a fuel that I don't think is the fuel of the future. So Chevron. You know, going from 120 to $50. Yes, it was overdone. Now we're back here at 110 Now you're going to come in and buy Chevron. And there's so many people tooting the horn and saying, this is Chevron's time. Well, it's been its time for the last three months. This is time to ring the register. This is time to take your money and reallocate it into some other stuff. Am I buying Zoom at 50 times sales? No. But there's other, you know, good. There's a lot of other good companies out there that are on sale. Hey, so I'm on the Chevron on the, Chev- on the Chevron note, they do have an investor day today or an analyst day, same thing. Uh, so that'll be intraday. So watch out for headlines on Chevron today because there could be some. Uh, and then I want to read you the stat courtesy of the Wall Street Journal before I bring on Nick Shaheen. The NASDAQ composite has moved 1.5% in either direction for six straight days. It is the, long- it is the longest stretch, uh, wouldn't you know it, since last March. When it wow. when it moves fifteen uh, one and a half percent for fifteen straight. Love the volatility. Yeah, I love okay. the volatility. And then just one final note before we you know we bring Nick in. I know it's a minute late here. Yeah, this volatility is not. I mean, if we kind of calm down, we got to calm down before we start going on this. I would rather see us like have those average daily ranges get back to like thirty and forty and. Those boring days where you just go up a little bit, down a little bit, up a little bit more, down a little bit more. These kind of things don't set up so well. But you do have the circumstances, like I said, with the roller in a quad wedge. But uh, let's see yeah. what uh, with Nick. It feels like we haven't talked to Nick in like a month, the way these markets have been. Nick is here. Good morning, sir. Hi. Good morning. Great, great debate you guys are doing. I'm like, oh, I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. That's awesome. So, <laughs> so. I, I picked up on what you're saying, Dennis, earlier. Um, I, I forgot who said it about control. Like, who's going to buy this? So my 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 thing last few weeks actually to look for control change. So you're saying who's going to buy this? And there are a lot of a lot of things to look for as far as who's in control. And I I contend that the buyers are still in control on many of the things. And yeah. as far as growth, uh, who's buying growth? Nobody. The growth companies that we knew. You know the mega, the gig, the giga caps. They're no longer mega caps. Uh, are down 25 percent. Nvidia, uh, AMD, oh, Nvidia, think, holy, Am- Amazon. I think so. They're down quite a bit. So they're not in control. So you have to see the control thing because it's what happens with the pop. That's what control changes. So like you're saying, they will sell pops when control flips, and it hasn't flipped on higher time frames. On the lower time frames, maybe, but not on higher time frames. So there needs to be that distinction. And I also picked up on your um, Tesla conversation. <laughs> I wanted to pitch in also on the uh, solar conversation. So <laughs> if if you want, I can share my screen. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I love screen, screen sharing. All right. So let's see here. Share screen. Uh, share screen. But Yard stream's a little different. Select the window. <laughs> Hold on. Whoops! At the bottom. 
Yeah, no, no, I found it. I'm just trying to see which screen. Okay, I think this one is it. Yes, I'm going to allow it. All right, there we go. Can you see it? Yep. Okay. Yeah, got it. All right, so um, what we were talking about, Tesla and First Solar. So I'm going to show you something about how I would evaluate both of these. So this is yeah. First Solar, and this is not very exciting. So why isn't solar gr growing? Assets are not growing. Um, this, the top line is not growing. Uh, the income statement is it growing? Uh, revenues not growing, and then you go to st statistics. It's twenty PE and three times sales, so it's not very exciting. So something has to change for this stock to change, in my in my pers perspective. Oh, and before I go away, well, it's not a growth stock. First Solar isn't a growth stock like some of these other ones. Right, but I'm saying like if I were to buy a dip, this wouldn't be it. Because this rally was on a headline of Biden, and it's giving itself back. So I'm not sure what's the next cause for the rally is what I'm saying. And the fight for control is ongoing on the daily chart, uh, weekly chart, sorry. If I go to the daily chart, the sellers are already in control. So wow. I contend that pops in this towards 8250 will be sold. So if it pops to 8250, I would offload my longs that were in trouble rather than load new ones. Yeah. That's my, that's my opinion. What are your other solar spots, like OTAN? Okay, so it probably looks the same. Somebody probably the reason I go for solar is I know the valuation is, is right. lower. <laughs> I, I'm I a would, value guy. It's my I style. Would, it's not a trade. This isn't a trade. It's just, I'm a value guy. I would I don't pick like first solar over TAN. I, I would pick first solar over TAN because I, like, I can calculate first solar stuff, and I don't want junk that comes with an ETF. So in this case... It's closer to its base because this is point of control, that orange line. This is where literally it has the most action. So as it falls back into it, they're going to be active again, both sides. Buyers and sellers love it equally, so they're going to provide it support. Uh, but what happens on the pop? So again, if it pops to 92, it's going to face this candle right there, which tells me that that was a point of contention at some point. It's going to find some selling into 100 um, as the moving averages trend lower they're going to be selling points to machines because they do most of the most of the trades so let's look at the argument of tesla like who's going to buy tesla i went long tesla and and you know me i'm not a fan mega mega fan of the company i was wrong about it and they changed some things and let me show you same as we looked at for solar so this is tesla um the income statement is growing look at the assets plus when did they buy those bitcoins? Bitcoin is over fifty thousand now. So how much is the asset line going to go up next time we see it? That's uh, such revenue. a small though. That's such a small piece. I think it was like less than one percent of their cash holdings or something. Yeah, but it, if it goes up a billion percent, it's going to make a dent. I'm just saying. So eleven billion to th to thirty one billion from 2017, and most importantly is the cash from operations has grown tremendously. Net income grew. So it, it, it is a viable story now, 2 billion operating income. Uh, and then you go to statistics. This number is a little high, 21 times sales, but it's not crazy high like Zoom and all the other guys. PE doesn't matter at this stage, it's still growing. And here's the biggest question. You guys were asking who's gonna buy Tesla. So if the market for um, vehicles is 90 million a year and um, only like, maybe 2% of it is EVs. Well, if everybody's flipping and everybody is flipping, it looks like the big car companies are committing to EVs. Everybody that buys a new car is going to be in the market for an EV. 
within five years. And that's what, 15 million a year in the US, I think, run rate. So there's plenty of growth. My son made this this comment this week in, in my neighborhood. I was like, everywhere I freaking look, it's a Tesla. There's, they're everywhere. So, but it's only localized market. Well, that's fancy neighborhood that you live in. <laughs> yeah, you can those Teslas around us. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all dented. Well, you guys live in cold areas where batteries probably don't do very well. And heavy cars that have slick tires don't do very well on snow. Um, so it, what I'm saying is the market for cars is like 15 to 18 million. I don't know the new numbers a year. If you say they're going to flip the EVs from ICE, that's all EV potential for all the EV companies. I and think there's I, lots of I think lots of growth in EV. I just yeah, but um, I don't. I won't pick on. I won't pick on. I won't pick on Lucid Motors or things like that because those are niche markets. It's the big guys that are going to eat the, the the do the flip, not yeah. the little ones. Like probably all but ten percent of the little ones will disappear. What about be, Ford and GM? Ford made a new like fifty-two week high yesterday. Well, I called I've Ford. I, I, I called Ford along for my team under seven last year. That's I said I'm buying a everybody on this show bought it. Joel bought it, I bought it, and yeah, Spencer. So bought I said it. I'm buying a seven dollar call that was like eighty cents, I think. Uh, same with uh, GE. Up here I don't like it because I don't like to chase, but I don't want to short it. So this is a weekly chart. I turned the, the look into the weekly. This looks like a level where people who were stuck in it might want to get out. So there's no way you would find me going long a stock that's going into a prior ledge like this one. Um, this, if I'm not long for it, I should say, you know what? I'll catch it on the next drop. And it will come at some point. Nobody thought Square was going to drop ever. And it got shellacked. Uh, and now people will probably chase Visa when it's up in open air. I'd be doing the opposite. I'd be rolling out of Visa if I'm long it and buying something that got beaten down like Square, even though it's not value. And yeah, it depends on your style. I mean, you're talking trading. I was talking investing, which is a little bit different. Even, inv even investing. I mean, if you believe that electronic transaction is the future, Square and PayPal are the leaders and Visa and MasterCard are copiers. So you, you have to admit that the, the investing long term, you have to take uh, risks on something that doesn't look like a, a solid proposition now. But we all know that the fundamental idea of electronic transaction is the way to go for everybody. That's what the pandemic did. It proved even the holdouts. You know what? I got to get on this internet thing because I, I may not be able to leave my house at some point. You know, the, the, the you know what hit the fan and it put the fear in everybody. Everybody rushed to the internet. Nobody's going to leave it. It's pretty convenient. So it's crazy what's going on these days. But this is not the big one, Elizabeth. <laughs> just treat it one at a time. So let me give Sanford you a picture. Sanford and Son. Yes. So let me, this is the picture of the indices this week. These boxes were the straddles from Friday. So the market makers are telling you the price action should be inside these boxes. Okay. So this is the S&P on the top left, SPX. This is the Dow, the DIA ETF. I can't find a good one in trading view for the Dow index. This is the RUT. Everything is orderly right in the smack. Madden. So if you sold iron condors on these, you're in the money in all of these. Uh, the NASDAQ tested the box right away <laughs> off the bat, but it's still above prior day. And you were talking about volatility and how the Dow moved plus or minus 1%, whatever number of days. So I tell you that yesterday, here's my take on the day. The bulls won because they had strong performances in two markets.
the bulls lost because they had decimation in the Nasdaq. The bears won because of the decimation in the Nasdaq. The bears lost because volatility didn't even come to half of what it was the day before that. So yes, the VIX is high, but it failed to impress anybody yesterday. So yesterday was not a game changer of any sorts. The Nasdaq is now in the seller hands on the, on the daily time frame, so it will need to do a good work. And the way I look at it, this is a, a head and shoulderish loss right here on the Nasdaq, which has even lower potential. However, for this to happen, you would need a stock like Apple. I'm going to reduce it down to just one stock because it, it is stock Apple. It, okay, so this is Apple daily chart reset at one year. Okay, so here's the the gap. The B, the B, can we we can't cuss. So this is the the BS gap that happened on the Splitsville announcement right after Tesla and CNBC did specials on hey you got to chase split stocks which just what so unfortunately they built a beautiful house on top of a stick with a hole in it but that's the argument against Apple and you can say that it lost a very important line right here and it could be coming down to anywhere in this area. Now against that argument. So for the NASDAQ to continue lower, Apple would need to collapse down to places where I think it's a bargain. And um, it has support at the POC, big point of control. Look at all that volume they have to slice through. And then you have a bounce level at 112, bounce level at 108, bounce level at 103, then to fill this gap which arguably it got filled ahead of time with this failure at 400. Remember these failures, 399 point something, 398 point something, 399 point something, and then it fell apart. And yeah. then, the, oh, we're splitting the stock. Woo. So the argument is the NASDAQ, the Apple would have to collapse for the NASDAQ to continue that much further. That's my opinion. So the argument is with the bulls at this point. I went long yesterday and I'll scalp some, some stuff this morning because I can't trust these markets. But... I think we will meander and make new highs. I, and that could very well be the case as well. I mean, I bought Marvel yesterday. I was saying I bought for a seller. I actually added a little bit to my queues as well, uh, my long-term queues position, just because I had raised some cash and I wanted to reallocate it. So it's hard to argue. I mean, the bulls have, you know, buy the dip has worked again and again and again. And this is probably just another one of those times. Okay. Um, my argument is just, I don't know, though. Nobody knows for sure. So I'm saying if you're all growth tech, and you're just heavy growth tech and you're getting hammered yesterday or in the last two weeks, you yeah. get these nice bounces. Maybe it's time to reallocate some of those resources. Right. So I said, use the bounce to fix whatever broken just in case they revert lower. You can't take it for granted. So here's a fun thing I did. Um, last week, I can't remember when, I brought this ghost pattern, this uh, pattern here that extends higher. Um, I borrowed it from the last correction quote. I'm putting correction in quotes here. And I slapped it to start here. Look how it played out versus actual. This is ghost versus actual, ghost versus actual. Boom, right here. And now they're up here and maybe down here now. So is this ongoing this time too? So last time we had the same thing. We had a dip, a pop, a deeper dip, a pop, and then they went out. Uh, Nick, else? Yeah, yeah, no, no, Nick, I want to get a couple of takes uh, from the chat here. Uh, you're being asked about Google and PayPal. Okay, so PayPal, same comments on uh, Square. I'd be a buyer on PayPal rather than a seller. So you have to keep in mind, though, remember when you say, what would you do with a pop? So um, long term, it's a good company. I use it, and it's very convenient. My son used it yesterday. 
So if we get a pop, first of all, it didn't make a lower low. And then if we get a pop, there's going to be buyers lurking inside this zone, exactly where I don't know. There's going to be a seller, sorry. And what, what the bulls don't want to do is revert down to this level, number one. They want to stop somewhere around here. And if possible, <laughs> avoid losing this one because then you have some sort of a head and shoulder-ish pattern where you got a, a baseline that's lost. And when the baseline is lost, um, technically, the technicians will tell you this is going to be the drop. I usually say maybe, but you have to look left and see that there's a mess of buyers that will be in here. So if this fails and I'm long, um, I don't get out in here because I should have gotten out right here if I'm fast enough. If not, then I'm inside support already. I don't think this will come. So if I'm long PayPal still, I don't get out. I'll fix my trade on the bounce just in case. If I want to get long PayPal, I can get long with a tight stop if I'm a trader. If I'm if I'm an investor, I can get long and, and see if it meanders back up to the mean. This is the mean of the trend that's been ongoing for months. And what about uh, Google? Google. Okay, so I look at Google L for Google. Okay. Um, I made the comment to somebody yesterday that it held up too well, and it's like an island. So I would roll out of it just in case because it has froth to give up. Um, it seems like it. I didn't calculate it from top to bottom. 7% versus 20 in NVIDIA. So if I ever wanted to own NVIDIA, I would probably roll out of Google for NVIDIA because this one has already went on a diet. It's it's a falling knife. So your leap of faith. Uh, don't know what's going on in it. I know there's some support right here. So the way I go along is I sell a put spread somewhere. And then if it hits my put spread, I'll take the shares and sell my protective put for, pro for profit, thereby lowering my break-even point even lower. Okay. There we go. Nick Shaheen is the author of Create Income with Option Spreads and SellSpreads.com. Joins us every other Tuesday. He's on Twitter at RacerNick, R-A-C-E-R-N-I-C. Nick, as always, we appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. I appreciate the opportunity. Great show, you guys. Thanks, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, yep. Nick. All right. Uh, let's get that off the uh, off the screen there. It is 8.53. Let's, let's do Dick's earnings real fast. DKS, uh, one of those stocks that was in favor. There is rotation yeah. away from growth into pretty much everything else. Uh, Dick Dick's falls into the everything else category, brick-and-mortar retail. Uh, this morning, though, fundamentals are coming into play. Uh, the earnings was fine, but they were very, very light on their guidance. Their EPS guidance for the year was in the uh, mid uh, mid four dollar to low five dollar range versus a high five dollar estimate. Sales guidance for the year um, also was light. Actually, no, it was in line. It was in line, but their earnings per share guidance for the year was very light. The rotation is very. You've come come some. You, you come in some days, and you're like, I'm trying to identify the rotation. This rotation is like just biting you in the nose. It is so obvious today. Um, everything that was everybody was hiding in yesterday is coming off hard here today, and that is retail, that is banks, and that is oil. Um, there, those are the stocks all red. I know you can see the S and P green. You can say, well, yeah, but you know, USO is trading green. USO is up again, but the energy stocks themselves are all in the red, and the reason for that is uh, rotation. It's all rotation. Dicks, if they would have reported yesterday, and I didn't even, you know, really listen to the numbers that you just said, <laughs> maybe I should, but, you know, the numbers are kind of meaningless right now. It's all about sentiment. 
if they would report it on the day that they were actually buying retailers, like yesterday, yesterday morning, the stock would probably be up on it. But because they report on a day that they're actually rotating out of that stuff to a certain extent, and yes, I know there's some retailers trading higher, but this is a stock that was strong yesterday. The stocks that were strong yesterday are showing some relative weakness this morning. The stocks that were weak yesterday are showing relative strength this morning. So report on the wrong day. 67. This is just a huge level. Your two-day low is right at 66.88. You had to spike down off the report only to 67.52. So had all these lows back at the end of January. You are now four and a half bucks off that low. I think as you if you pull back. I think you find buyers ahead of that. I wouldn't really be worried about a serious trend break until you breach that low uh, from Friday. Now, on the upside, it's not going to be so easy because you had to decline, and then you had some people peeling out yesterday. If they weren't peeling out and they were getting in ahead of the report, they're stuck. So you got uh, right now, I wouldn't look for any major upside. 72.37, that's been the bounce off the low. And if somehow you get through that, oh, not too close to yesterday's low at 72.85. So let's just call, you know, 72.85, 70, 73 resistance. So that's the range, maybe like 69 to 73, something like that. Let it bounce around. But uh, still like it as long as you're above 67. Let's do some ticker time here. Uh, Someone in the uh, pro chat notes that the DoorDash lockup uh, ends today. I have not looked that up to confirm. Be careful. Be careful on that. That's down Wow. That's just – so the lockup expiration again, these – I've – I I said what I said yesterday that I absolutely hate this stock. So (laughs) – Hey, hey, that hasn't changed. That is no, changed in 24 hours. Like it at one point, it's fall 15 points when I said I hated it yesterday. I still hate it. Sorry, I mean, it could bounce. It's oversold. I'll tell you that it's oversold. I'd sell bounces, and I think the stock, I think when the dust settles on DoorDash, this is like a $20 stock two years from now. Sorry, you know, I would just, I would just say the lockup period, just, just be careful on that because I don't know how many times I've seen like the dip. Maybe take out the previous day's low, 129.01. How low, what was the low from yesterday? Ooh, the low from yesterday was 130.63. Uh, you know, the old dip, and then people are looking for more sellers. So these days, sometimes you get some uh, wicked rebounds. I'm not calling it. Pre-market low comes in at 123.42. So you've already bounced five bucks off that. Uh, we'll do a few more here. Cal C is asking for a good entry, or if this is a good entry in McDonald's. McDonald's. It's held up. It's held up. Have you tried their new chicken sandwich is the question. No. I haven't been been to one of those in in, in I don't know how long. How about the Popeye's chicken sandwich? I tried that uh, before the pandemic. It's pretty good. Okay. I want to own McDonald's. I like kind of don't mind it here, but it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. So mm, I don't. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere for me. I mean, if you're buying it here, then you got to give it to 203 and change, right? If so, if that's your risk appetite, then you know this is three lows in the same area. I wouldn't want to be long it the next time it comes down through there because that would be the uh, the fourth entry. Uh, so that's where you're risking down to. And then what was the all-time high in this one? 
Now, we haven't talked Mickey D's at all. Uh, if you're looking for a rebound in this, I'll just figure real quickly the 50% retracement. Uh, I missed it there. I'll do it again. Maybe quicker to do it in my mind. 232 to, let's call it 30 point move. 15, 216, 217. Get up and that. Oh, no, wait, wait, 15. Right, 30, 15, 218, 219. Get back half of that move. So, a ways to go. Uh, risk down though to that triple bottom. Aviator one says the best entry for McDonald's is in the drive through. <laughs> That's true. There, there nice. we go. I want to try that Popeye sandwich, but every time I go by there, you know, on Telegraph, the super busy road, yeah. people are parked through the drive-thru on the telegraph i mean if you want to get rear-ended man that's you know Joel, certainly not I, worth I, a chicken i've been sandwich. trying to tell you just use doordash but you don't listen okay uh yeah, the guy's eating my french fries i'm not gonna stand for that okay uh it uh, just to repeat what i said yesterday this is a big week for investor days or analyst days today DraftKings, fortinet chevron and sonos have investor slash analyst days and these are all midday these are intraday events so uh, expect headlines from DKNG, Fortinet, which is FTNT, CVX, and Sonos, which is SONO. That's that's intraday. So, Spencer, today. you talk about these investment day uh, investor yeah. days. I yep. mean, I mean, if, if you're if you're if you're pulling the trigger on buys and sells off what they say in investors day investor days, you well, better want to do a little more research. Well, yeah, things. but but also like. They, there's a chance that they're going to give updated numbers. Like they okay. might get like, right. like, like, like Twitter got that pop. And of, of course it, it looks bad that now. Ridiculous pop. Yeah. Twitter yeah. got that pop. And what was that from? That was from an, an analyst day, like two weeks ago when they said, yeah. Oh, we, we expect to grow X percent for the next five years. You know what I mean? So, so there's going to be some headlines out midday. You don't often get midday headlines. Fade uh, them then. Fade them. M- maybe that's the play. I I'm not saying you know uh you know. The Patriots but- been the play on everything. Yeah, <laughs> really. yeah, yeah. I, I mean that buying the dips and selling the rips continues to work. The selling the rips more. I, I like the the play on the tech where you shorten the rip and then covering on the dip. Right now, I've kind of moved from you know just that style of it, but. I mean, it's still the play. It's still a lot at shop, and there's still going to be a lot at shop. You're coming in and buying stocks this morning and buying all your tech stocks and doing it backwards. That's what it is. You know, like I bought a little Marvel, bought some first low, long-term investment portfolio. But on my trading side, I was buying, you know, a different stock. I'm, I'm buying, well, I'm always just buying the different selling the rip. That's how I trade. That's what makes money. That's what makes money. All right, 901 uh, I think we'll wrap it up here. Uh, sure. Everyone, again, smash that like button on well, wherever you're watching this show, whether it's YouTube, uh, whether it's Facebook, whether you're watching our all-day stream on Twitch or on Periscope. By the way, Periscope is going away like in the next couple weeks. Uh, so I guess we can just live stream straight to Twitter. Uh, but smash that like button, everyone, please, and thank you. Show us uh, your support. Thanks to all the comments in our chat. Uh, all these super chat comments. Thanks to Nick Shaheen, as always, and all of just any viewer. We appreciate all of our viewers and listeners. Spotify, our Spotify if, people. If you're listening to the show via podcast, such as a platform like Spotify, please remember all the information on this show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Uh, everyone, uh, have a good day. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. 
by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.